can't use your gas in front of other people. What? Why not? Because it's weird. People don't like other people's farts. Is that why you don't fart in front of me? No. I just like to do it alone or hold it in. That's what you're supposed to do. That's so sad. That's so sad. What are we even going back home for? It sounds like you're not allowed to do anything back there. Welcome to The Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally, actors. And this is our five-year-old film series on the movies of 2016. retroactively dislike a different movie that I okay. already like. Okay. It's my biggest That's fair. thing. I hate that so Which much. Which one did you dislike more because of Rise of Skywalker? Last Jedi or Force well, Awakens? Last Jedi for me. Force Awakens, weirdly. Which is why it's kind of disappointing. Because Last huh. Jedi, you know I've had this weird like spiritual journey with. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Whoa, I need to hear. Oh, wait a second. I need to hear about this. I don't know what you're talking about. This is going to be our Star Wars uh, <laughs> franchise series. will just be this like five-minute segment spread across like 300 episodes. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's... We're kind yeah. of in the same boat with Last Jedi, where I have different feelings about that movie every time I watch it. They just... It's, they just really screwed themselves. They needed to <laughs> stick with one director, one writer for the whole yeah. trilogy, and it would have been so much better. Whether it was Johnson or whether it was Abrams, like mm-hmm. it, they just they just screwed it up so bad by doing yeah. that. Chad, follow up question: Can yes. we put you in charge of everything? <laughs> <laughs> Disney Enterprises, <laughs> sign me up. I mean, I'm so rude. I didn't get Chad his his pop filter out. Oh, well, I'm gonna sound wow. real bad. Oh I'm God. sorry, guys. Go get it. Go get it! This is how we treat our guests. <laughs> I'm not moving my chair. You have Mission. to move around me. Mission impossible. Chad, Chad, I'm so sorry. That's, I mean, I don't care. No, you should care. He's hiding in the bottom this is important. Bottom. I'm raw-dogging this audio. <laughs> Gosh. I'm not scared. I'm not scared to edit this. <laughs> this was going to be it's all is gonna be a weird episode. We're two minutes in, and Chad's saying that he's raw dogging the audio. So good luck. It's gonna be. A, I'm telling you guys, this is gonna be a classic episode. It's gonna be something. Chad always finds a way. I'm like talking sideways into Chad's mic. <laughs> Chad always finds a way to like land himself like right in an interesting part of like the mini series. Like, mm-hmm. It's true. Whatever we're talking about, like Spider Man was just like such a hard right turn from you know, Mad Max, right? And, yeah. like, such a big, iconic thing. And then Inglorious Bastards was, like, the nice little nugget at the tail end of the pit list. Yeah. <laughs> and this is kind of the same thing where there's one, like, every, like, eight episodes or so where, like, it's just a breath of fresh air. For Spider-Man, it was Into the Spider-Verse. And then for mm-hmm. Pitlist, it was Inglorious Bastards. And mm-hmm. so 
now we're here with Swiss Army Man. Like, what do we do? What do we do with this thing? <laughs> what do we do with this movie? Is this a breath of fresh air? I don't know it, if I'd call it well, that. There's maybe not fresh air. There is a breath of air. <laughs> air of sorts. <laughs> to that, I mean, I do, I do think it. We'll talk more about the movie, obviously, but I do think it is a very unique movie. Very breath yeah. of fresh air in that way. There is very little else like this movie. Yeah, whether you like it or not, that is a safe take for this movie. You will never see anything else like it. When yeah. I was doing research, you know how uh, Google or whatever search engine you're using... Uh, Bing. Are you pretending people use something other than Google? I am. Uh, I, I use, <laughs> you guys don't use Bing? Nobody uh, uses Bing, Daniel. I use Bing. The recommend... <laughs> straight face. The recommended movie section for like ones related or similar to... For this movie, uh, do you want to guess what they are? Oh, okay. I uh, <laughs> probably other Daniel Radcliffe movies. You're yes, Harry Jack, Potter because and the Sorcerer's really, Stone. Well, I'll just tell you because these are wild. So first one is Castaway, which makes okay. sense on a, a surface level. On, on a, some yeah. The second one in line was Now You See Me Two, which uh, was the what? other the two? other <laughs> the sequel? not the first one, not the first one. <laughs> The second one had Daniel Radcliffe as like the oh. villain, and it also came out in 2016. Okay, we're I not didn't... covering it on the podcast. Please, no. please don't. I'm walking out if we do. <laughs> and then the last one, which is just wild, was <laughs> Journey to the Center of the Earth to the Mysterious Island with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Wait, they made a second one. It has what? Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Josh Hutcherson at the height of his powers. <laughs> And Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical. <laughs> okay, all right. I won't lie. I, I happened to see the first one in theaters with, with Brendan Fraser. I was literally the only person in that theater. <laughs> it was we very all, kind of sad. <laughs> let's all be honest. Somewhere between 2010 and 2012, we were all like going to see a movie we just thought would be cool or fun, and then it ended up being. An empty theater experience. Yeah. yeah. Mine for me was uh, the remake of The Karate Kid. Okay. Ooh, oof. I begged my dad, begged him to take me to see the Rocky Bullwinkle movie. <laughs> Do you remember oh. that? Oh. oh. Don't know why. I was a little toddler. <laughs> and a, lo- a long time yeah. ago. Huh. Yeah. Wow. A long, what was long that like? Ago. Do you remember that? No. I think <laughs> it's a dark hole in my childhood. <laughs> my brain. Um... <laughs> We're talking about trivia for this movie. No, we're not, but I don't have a segue. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just want to remind everyone that the IMDb trivia should be outlawed. Is it ever even true? It's never true. It's never good. I, I was reading the trivia today. One of it said, his name is, the main character's name is Hank. Yeah. This is an allusion to Tom Hanks in Castaway. Well, I mean, no, 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 it's not. No, well, okay, I'm gonna. That was me. I wrote that. Uh, <laughs> so no, you're over in the corner. Well, what I meant was <laughs> Paul Dano's character is named Hank Thompson, Tom Hanks, for Castaway. The movie starts with him on a deserted really? island. Yeah, his name is Hank Thompson. So it was actually. A good it is. It is actually. It is a nod. Okay. It is a nod. Yeah, Hank Thompson. Tom okay. Hanks. Well, let me tell you something else I read because <laughs> this is this is even stupider. Okay, this well, is true. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is. E- I'll give you that one. But I read another piece. It was a quote unquote piece of trivia that said the main actor's name is Paul Dano and his co-star is Daniel Radcliffe. That's not trivia. Like Dano, Daniel. And it was directed by Daniels. Daniels. Oh well, that's. 
True. <laughs> That's no, a but true like, statement. who's rushing over to their computer, getting on Bing, uh, and <laughs> going to IMDb, and just typing that in as quick as they can? It sounds like they needed to make some quota where they're like, all right, I've got like 12 of these already. I need like two or three more. It's like, fall Dano. D- Dano Daniel sounds kind of like Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Let's write that, write that down. <laughs> back, like, That's write good. That down. That's good. <laughs> He works for a newspaper. (laughs) Uh, So, welcome back, everybody. I just want to do some table setting here after uh, eight minutes of talking nonsense here. Uh, From every category, from uh, (laughs) old Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies, Star Wars, uh, missing mic equipment for Chad. (laughs) Uh, We we need to make an amendment here to a previous uh, film that we talked about. Oh, that's right. I was sent a very... uh, scandalous piece of, of video footage from uh, cousin of the show Logan writer of one Andrew Garfield guest appearing on Doctor Who and um, that's his first mistake being on Doctor Who that is mistake number one mistake number two was uh, in said episode Andrew Garfield plays a character titled Tennessee Cornbread and he has <laughs> what he has the same exact accent as he uses in Hacksaw Ridge when he plays Desmond Doss. So oh, I feel like no. when watching this, I really couldn't believe it. I got a little choked up, and I, I don't like having to do this, but I feel like we have to. We have to take one bagel point away from <laughs> Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> it's only fair because... Well, this is now, where y- yeah. y- you and I differ, because that movie would have been better if his name was Tennessee Cornbread. <laughs> They keep everything as accurate as possible, but they're like, we have to change the name. Uh, Cornbread Ridge? Cornbread Ridge. Oh, no. Seems like a good time as as any to introduce the show. Uh, My name is Wes. And I am not Wes. We've got a wonderful guest here today. Chad is back. Chad is back. Back Um, again. (laughs) Chad is back. We took all those fan mails that said never have Chad back on and we threw them away and like, nope, we're gonna have him back on. Haters gonna hate. (laughs) So many hate Chad, you got a lot of haters. They hate us because they ain't us. That's right. (laughs) People were hating on this movie though. Swiss Swiss Army Army Man. Man, yeah. People left in the Sundance screening. Critics, yeah. People I walked would up and very much believe that. <laughs> got up and left. I like that the trailer uh, has like the Sundance winner like stamp on it, which there's always like small text underneath there. I'm sure there's like eight or nine different awards you could win there. Right. I'm spitballing here. Because every movie has one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems it's like. like they can't all be winners, right? right? Yeah. They won something. But it's funny that it has that. And I don't know if it was Sundance or the Cannes Film Festival, Film Festival or if it was both. But apparently within the first like 20 minutes of the movie, critics were just walking out. Like apparently there was like at one screening, like half of them left. That's hilarious. And I feel like this is the good a t- as good a time as any to say, as positive as I am about any and all film, this one I have to like say, if, if it's not your thing 20 minutes in, it probably ain't going to be your thing. I would like to be the optimist to say like, hey, just hold tight, like let it ride out. It's only an hour and 30 minutes, but... If you're really not feeling it, actually, you know what? I get the point that you're trying to make, but the ending is like, wait, there's yeah. a big investment that pays off in there my opinion. I, I agree with Chad, but 
I think this is one where I would actually say watch the trailer for this movie to see if you're interested. Because the trailer for this movie actually pitches the tone more than anything else. It doesn't yeah. give any spoilers there farts in the trailer. There are farts there's in the trailer. Oh, be. there's okay. tons of farts in okay. the trailer. Uh, you know how many times they say the F word in like Goodfellas is like has some record. It's like yeah. once every like Almost. 67 seconds or something. <laughs> That's this movie for farts. For farts. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe that. <laughs> so putting this movie up against the lighthouse, which one has better farts? I was trying to decide. Better farts? We're going quantity over quality there. Willem Dafoe lets it rip in That's that movie. That's a pretty nasty fart. Yeah. But also... Jet ski fart. I mean, that's a pretty powerful. <laughs> There's potency <Yes>. and <laughs> propulsion power <laughs> we're putting up against each other. You can smell it off the screen when you're watching Lighthouse, though. You know that thing smells like just crabs. Everyone's like <laughs> just <laughs> so claustrophobic. Everyone's in a room that's like four by three that's at all true. times yeah. in that movie. They and hadn't then, invented soap yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. That doesn't help with farts. <laughs> you can be a clean body. Well, listen, it doesn't. It it helps. There's layers of stink, and everything counts. <laughs> they wash themselves with rum in that movie. They. I'll just say it bluntly. Willem Dafoe cleaned out his anus with rum in that movie. <laughs> it's a deleted scene. I've seen the director's cut. It's such a wild episode already. <laughs> There's a lot of farts in this movie. It's to be expected. It's a wild movie. We got a whole segment called, What You Been Farting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Trying. What's the fart? <laughs> What's the fart? Oh, man. <laughs> you have to say the last time we farted in public. <laughs> we'll get to that at some point. But Swiss Army Man is another 2016 movie directed by Daniels. Daniel Schneier. Uh, Shire. Try it again. <laughs> Daniel Kwan and Daniel S, because I don't want to try to pronounce his last name. No, what was his last name? I couldn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Schnurted. It's spelled S-C-H-E-E-I-N-E-R-T. Isn't that like a word for farting? (laughs) Schnurted. I schnurted. They go by Daniels, though. They're, I guess, longtime friends, and they've done a bunch of stuff with like commercials and whatnot, but this is their first feature film. Mm-hmm. And I like that at the end, at the beginning, they're like, it's a film by Daniels. By Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Plural. I felt a personal connection to that. Daniel, were you involved in the making of this movie? I supplied the farts. Ah, good. The audio soundtrack. Uh, this is a true story. I heard that Paul Dano said he was talking with the directors about this movie, and they told him, we want the first fart to make you laugh and the last fart to make you cry. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he's like just sitting in the room. He's like, I'm in. Got me in. Where do That's I a sign? good way to pitch that to yeah. an actor, though, because Dano at this point has already been in a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's like some huge bankable star, but he's definitely like. He's so underrated, though, because yeah, he's yeah, so he's talented. Great. Yeah. And he's great at playing mentally unstable characters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a lot of these like sleeper hits, I feel like. Yeah. Really They're excited just... to see him play the Riddler. Oh, yes, man. me too. Yeah. That's very good casting. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Even the trailer when he's doing the voiceover, it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we watch that trailer now? Sure. We'll pull up the Batman trailer to just throw in another hodge to this podge of an I actually episode. don't know if I watched it. What? I'm going to have to. Oh, I guess <laughs> you have it. I, uh, they I play a Nirvana song. I don't remember it. voiceover from him, so I don't think I've seen that one. We'll, that you're talking we'll come about. back to this episode after <laughs> two minute break. Are we gonna? No, okay. <laughs> we will at the end. So Swiss Army Man tagline is: We all need somebody to lean on, which is 
Okay. I think fake. I don't think I ever remember seeing that. Like that just seems like they never said that. They never said that. That's not in the movie. No. I don't even think it's like a good. I don't know. It's a terrible tagline. Bad tagline for the movie. But how do you tag this movie? You can't anything? really. Just tag schnerd. Schnerd. Siskel and Egbert give this four out of four schnerds. Four out of four. <laughs> Alone on a tiny, deserted island, Hank has given up all hope of ever making it home again. But one day, everything changes when a dead body washes ashore, and he soon realizes it may be his last opportunity to escape certain death. Armed with his new friend, an unusual bag of tricks, the duo go on an epic adventure to bring Hank back to the woman of his dreams. What a bullshit synopsis <laughs> that was. Yeah. That's not even... That's not like sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah, it's not a. It's has that in the movie that happens in the movie, but that's not at all what the movie's about, or even close to being about. No, no. I'm disappointed that you even read that. Me too. Don't don't. Are we doing the tomato meter here? We can do the tomato meter. Okay. Oh, that was just synopsis. I I was pulling a a, a curveball on you guys. Uh, (laughs) I've never read a synopsis in my life before. (laughs) Nailed that on the first try. So let's see if I can get through the critic consensus, which probably has less words. I thought that was the critic consensus. I did too. That's what I thought was happening here. Yeah. What are you doing, Wes? I don't know. Swiss Army Man. Okay, so here's the Rotten Tomato game. Tomato game is a game that we play because we hate the tomatoes. We like the bagels. That's how we rate movies. Yada, yada. You know the shit. If you're listening to this episode, you don't know who Chad is, you don't know what Star Wars is, you don't know what we're talking about, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've given up. <laughs> we're out of sync on, on all levels here, but Daniel and Chad will be going head-to-head to guess the critic and audience, the tomato meters. Explain it one more time. Okay, so critic consensus is this. <laughs> Disarmingly odd and thoroughly well-acted, Swiss Army Man offers adventurous viewers an experience as rewarding as it is impossible to categorize. That's, that's actually, actually a much that's better than much the better. That's one, one point for Rotten Tomatoes. It's the first <laughs> point they've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both scores are fresh, okay. believe it or not. So go I would, uh, guess that those actually surprises first. me. Yeah, yeah. So fresh is above 60, right? Above 60, yep. Okay. Hmm. Am I going first? I don't care. I took off my glasses to clean them, so I don't know if you guys were like waiting for me to start. Anyway, <laughs> uh, sixty-eight for the critics. I would think I would think a little lower, maybe like sixty-four. Seventy-two. Oh, seventy-two. Wow. You say? Uh huh. Hmm. Interesting, right? Interesting. With all that setup about them walking out of yeah. film festivals. Yeah, for I this don't movie. see this being a big hit with critics. <laughs> I think it's come around on them, but these are still fairly, like, recent, or not recent, but fairly dated reviews that I've read for this movie. But yeah, 72. Hmm. 72. It's a good number. Guess guess, guess, Uh, the the audience. The audience audience would be higher, I would think. 80. 80? Okay. Uh, Is that bad? Should I not say 80? No. I don't. You locked it in. (laughs) I just can't figure out what people would think about this. I know I like it, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, (laughs) All right. I'm going to go 75 because I honestly just don't know. It's 72 again. Wow. What a movie for (laughs) audience and critics to be exact on. on. It had the perfect farting ratio, so the critics and audience shook hands or like, (laughs) we agree on this. Enough to like thwart (laughs) critics from loving it, but not too many to make audiences really love it? I don't know. What's <laughs> don't the ratio know. there? 
We've said the word fart more times than we have bagels on this, <laughs> in the whole mini series. Welcome to the Fart Boys. <laughs> oh, man. What was your guys' like first reaction to seeing this? Because this was not one I saw in theaters, but I oh. actively sought it out when it came out in 2016. Okay. So I did see it in theaters. Did what? You, did you no, I didn't. Tell okay. us about that. What was that like, theater experience um, for this movie? It was honestly really fun. I think that you can't this is just hard to phrase because I yeah. really do like this movie a lot, but you can't it it's an entertainment movie and it does have a story to tell, but like you can't go in there and take it extremely seriously yeah. because you're not gonna have a good time if you do that. No, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was very fun. I laughed a lot. I had a good time with it. I think generally speaking, most people were able to just be like, okay, this is a funny movie. I'm laughing at the things that are happening. It's it's very like body humor, physical humor. And some people just can't really appreciate that. But I think, as far as I remember, at least, the people in the theater were kind of like just having a good time with it. Yeah. So, it did was you see it with Emily? I did, yeah. Did she like it? She did. Nice. I don't know if, I, I feel like I probably like it a little bit more than she does, but she did, yeah, she enjoyed it. Nice. It's a romantic movie. Yeah. <laughs> a, I mean, yeah. In a way. Of, yeah. In a yeah. way. In Not a like way. romantic, like romance, but like, it's romantic. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. about life, like these big lofty ideas, yeah. like mm-hmm. life, love, what it, what are these things. Yeah. Condense it down into conversations between two people, Paul Dano losing his mind and a dead Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yes. Can we just talk about the intro? <laughs> 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 to set the stage for this whole movie, it's just so interesting to me because you're watching it, you know, it's very like dramatic, first maybe like minute. Yeah. It's like this scene of like calm waves. Mm-hmm. There's all this trash floating around. It's just covered in writing. Most of it's like lost. Please like, help me. Please help out of food, like mm-hmm. ship, like boat accident or something, you know? So you're like, okay, this is telling a story very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes over to Paul Dano standing on top of a cooler. He's clearly on like a very small island. Yeah. Um, he's got a rope. That he figured out he's about to hang himself. Yeah. He's, like, singing this kind of weird song. You're like, wow, this is, like, really intense. Yeah. And then he sees Daniel Radcliffe's body washed up on the shore. And that's just, like, just enough that he's like, okay, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm going to go see what's up with this body. Yeah. Except he thinks it's a person at that point. Yeah. So he runs over. Are you okay? Are you okay? And he turns him over. And he's, like, trying to figure out if he's breathing and stuff like that. And he hears his stomach rumbling. And he's like... Oh, he's like, oh, are you okay? And he's like putting his head on his stomach and listening. And then Daniel Radcliffe farts. Yes. <laughs> get the, we, it breaks the ice in the first part. Yeah, of like it's so intense up until that moment. And then you're like, oh, this is not quite as dramatic as I expected. Yeah. Well, and I think that's like sticking it to the critics. It's almost like oh, a parody is. of Sundance. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just making fun. And that's why I love that. It's yeah. the best part it's, of the movie. It's great. And then he... <laughs> well, then it flips the whole thing because that setup is like you, you're you not sure what to think of like yeah. that whole dramatic opening where he's like, this guy's about to commit suicide. And then after the fart happens, he just... He like... Un- he takes the belt off of Daniel Radcliffe to use as like another hanging device. <laughs> he just yeah. kind of slumps down and like, like you're oh, very funny. right <laughs> down into the, the dark humor of everything where he's like, that's it. I'm done with this. Yes. And then as he's preparing to hang himself a like, second yes. time, Daniel Radcliffe's part starts going insane. Yeah. He starts <laughs> really blowing around. it up. Uh, yeah. Starts you letting s- go some more air. Yeah. You and see, then he uh, goes and rides it, like rides a, his body like a yeah. jet ski. <laughs> you see a lot of... Uh, you see Daniel Radcliffe's cheeks 
a lot in this movie. A, couple a lot lines. of cheeks. Here's my uh, IMDb uh, better trivia for you. Ooh, not real cheeks. No, they are actually Daniel Radcliffe saw them like making the cast of it just as a random butt, a random uh-huh. buttocks, right? A buttocks. And he we was say like, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Hold up, production team. I want my own ass in this film. <laughs> so Daniel Radcliffe had them make a cast of his own butt. Really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's so, like, hilarious. It's not his real butt, but it's yeah. his real butt. It's a model. Yeah. As close as it's gonna get. Right. Yeah. This yeah, the the opening of this, like there's two weird twists to this. Cause one it like introduces you to like the whole like tone of what the movie's gonna be with this dead body mm-hmm. who's farting and then he rides off into the sunset in under the first like whatever five minutes yeah. and the, the score kicks in and we'll we'll talk more about the score oh, in a yeah. second. Yeah, we'll talk but about it. Yeah. That was the moment when when you mentioned the whole jet ski thing. Mm-hmm. And like He's like, the music is swelling. You see Paul Dano's face, and it's like he's like revving the engine yeah. on Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah. And then the text just comes up, Swiss Army Man. And at that point, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in. Because yeah. I saw that, I rented this movie on whatever it was. It was like fall of that year. It was late into the year of 2016. might have been early 2017. But I knew it was something I wanted to see because of all this divisiveness I heard about it mm-hmm. and how it was so unique. And so... <laughs> Once that moment happens, you're like, okay, like, I kind of can see where this might be headed. But then, as soon as he gets to the cave and other things start happening, like, it's probably a good 18 minutes in at that point. That's when Daniel Radcliffe's dead body, uh, he plays Manny. That's when Manny starts to talk. And yeah, it it's like a good while. Yeah. 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 What did you think, Daniel? So, I was trying to remember, my first time seeing it, were you there? I, okay, so I started to show you this with another friend and i could tell that you were into the movie but the third friend was not at the oh, apartment i remember and so i remember we were this like now. let's stop <laughs> and okay. watch something like john wick chapter two or whatever because yes. i had been pitching this movie to you forever and you were like hey hey we need to watch this together and i was like that's great and then we're like oh so-and-so's coming over we're like oh yeah 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 that's perfect and then we started and then it was like all right, well, we might, because it was, it was funny, because it was just that. We just got to the title <laughs> reveal, where he's, like, jet ski farting his way into the movie. I remember like, this yeah, now. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not this time. Yeah, because I was oh, cracking up at that, and then our friend, Wilman Nameless, was just like, what the? <laughs> like, I just did not. He was he totally me there's people out. out there who don't enjoy farting corpses. Right. <laughs> Come on. It confuses you people, soul. Yeah. <laughs> So that's it because yeah, I I picked it up later to watch. Um, you, which, text, you texted me when you watched. You were like, "I watched Swiss Army Man." I can't remember yeah. what your takes were, but I remember you telling me. I that. liked it, but it's definitely a movie you should watch. I'm already spoiling the. That's you fine. Know, no, no. You should watch this with other people. I think I, one I think. other people. One. one. Person. <laughs> yeah. Not watch with friend. Preferably <laughs> who hasn't seen it. Who hasn't seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So by myself, like I enjoyed it, but it was just so out there, and I was just sitting, you know, <laughs> in my house nine in the morning on a Saturday, or it's just like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I enjoyed it as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. So uh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, no. To, yeah. to yeah to jump on that like there's not really usually by the time we record I'm ready to like. Record the episode, I'm excited for it, but then I'm ready to kind of crumple up the paper and move to the next one just because I'm excited about the next movie, I'm ready to talk about it and take notes and do research, but 
with this movie, there's this weird part of me that's like, do you guys want to watch it after this? I <laughs> honestly, I honestly right, would. Right, yeah, you know, because it's like, <laughs> why not? Because it's not that long, and it's such a bizarre thing. It's such a, an ugly duckling that has, like, magical powers of a movie <laughs> yeah. that I just love so much. And so, and I, I definitely did, like, I feel differently and we'll get into that now, like, five years later. Like, I liked it the first time I saw it. And I just kind of liked it because it was different. And that was it. It was very service level. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something I rewatched a bunch. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely one that, after I rented it, when I went, I remember this. I went to go return it. And then I went to the store to buy it. Like, on the way back home. I was like, <laughs> okay. Such a West movie. Right, yeah. Uh, I get what you mean, though. Like, it's one of those movies... For me, at least, it definitely like stuck in my head, mm-hmm. and I came back to it a lot. Yeah, and I told a lot of people about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. What stood out to me is how they're so committed to their bit. Yeah, they very much <laughs> you are. know, and that's the only way this movie works. It's so outrageous that you know, if they're not if they're not committed, you're not going to enjoy it. I think this like I don't want to ever put people in a box because that's exactly what this movie is against. But I feel like. If you're not, I don't want to say experience. If you haven't seen like any other independent small film that might be a little bit out there or interesting, I don't mean by like a landslide or anything. Just mm. something different, other than like a big studio movie. This might be like the third or fourth one I'd recommend to you, because if you jump into like this, like this is like. It's not, I'm not saying, the movie, the movie is very simple. It is not a complicated movie. There are multiple ways and perspectives and things to analyze it. It's yeah. very deep in that sense. But on the service level, it's not like some weird, like, character It's not drama. like Prisoner. Or like- yeah, it's not a Prisoner. So, like, yeah, no. So, I don't, I would say, like, if you think you're ready, like, by the trailer, just go for it. Yeah. And absolutely jump in headfirst into the deep end. But That's a good point, because yeah. not everybody kind of seeks out those indie movies. Mm-hmm. I've just now realized I've always been that person. <laughs> like, have you ever watched Rubber? No. It's about a sentient tire that wa- just wobbles around. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm watching when it's I It's not home. even the best part. It wobbles around and seeks people out, and then it shakes, and their heads explode. We'll just throw that in with our uh, our Uber uh, miniseries. That will be that and Flubber. We'll just keep adding ones to the. <laughs> but it's like I realize now that we're talking about this. Like I've always really liked those just out there indie movies. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Like you can't, you can't always just dive into stuff like that. Was that something like for you? Was that ever like a switch that got flipped, or was there one in particular that was kind of like set Mm. you down that path? Because like... That's a good question. Parents don't usually... I say usually because I'll be this parent. Parents don't usually lead off with your your indie films. You're gonna watch your... Like for us as a kid, like it was like The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story, Iron Giant, Jurassic Park. Oh, Iron Giant's so good. Yeah, yes it is. Uh, (laughs) Stuff like that. You know, where it's like the kids' movies, the whatever. I'm sure parents now, it'll be like... like personally, like yep. I love the movies, so like I'm excited to show my kids, you know, like Star Wars or the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, you know, right. for the first time when they're old enough to like. Now you got them. me just imagining my dad having watched this. Like, what would that have been like? Yeah, having David like, Foster watch Swiss Army that Man. Would, man, that would be fun. <laughs> it would be great. Damn it! What would he think about that? Oh, though? he would 
hate every second. Oh, of really? It. <laughs> oh, it's it, the room. If the remote was within five feet, it would be turned off. Oh. He wouldn't get off the recliner. His if a movie taste was always just really confused me because the stuff that you say he likes and it's just very weird. I can't put. I can't get pulse on should, that guy. We should do a mini series of my dad's favorite movies because there's no rhyme or reason yeah, to those. I would, yeah, that would be exciting. But to go back to your question. Anyway, sorry. No, no, you're okay. To go back to your question. My family was always very, like, sarcastic and just kind of, we weren't afraid to just watch the weird stuff. So, like, yeah. one of my favorite movies growing up was uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Okay. I think you, it sounds like you know what that is. Yeah, no, I do. So, I know what that is. I have not seen it, but I know Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, we're going to watch it yeah, at right. some point. Add so, it to the uh, it's Kung a, Pao rubber flubber. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... We're making this watch list. So, for those of you who don't know... Kung Pao is a very stupid movie, but it's hilarious. It's this, like, parody, basically, of, like, those old kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. But this guy just, like, edits himself into the movie <laughs> as, as the protagonist. <laughs> yeah. And then My it's just, God. like, he adds these, like, ridiculous CG fights into it. It's just, like, it's very, very just, like, weird and yeah. stupid and funny. <laughs> Low budget, too, right? Yes. This poster, yeah. he has like groundhogs instead yeah. of nunchucks. Yeah, those are his gopher chucks. <laughs> his gopher chucks. I need gopher chucks. Yeah, it's it's really good. But yeah, like I, I feel like that was a pretty young age when I saw that. So it's like we've just always been that kind of a family, I right. think. <laughs> For me, it was more of like the slow interest because at this point, I'm out of like family video. I'm starting to dive deeper into like the indie films like yeah. we were talking about. And so... This one, when I kind of landed on it, being interested in it, I thought it would be, like, my next step into, like, that area. Just another one on the list. Mm-hmm, I didn't right. realize it was going to be this sharp cliff off an edge into, like, wacky movie island, you know? Yeah. There's so many weird choices, and I was just, like, stunned after watching it the first time. <laughs> and I remember, like, like not losing sleep in a bad way, but, like, just up thinking about it, not being able to process whether I liked it immediately or hated it or loved it. Yeah. And... Like, this sounds weird. I was, it was hard to describe, like, the emotion I was experiencing because it was such a mixture of feelings. Like, if I was, like, I want to introduce a new category called Back of the DVD Case, where it's, like, we just give our, like, slapstick, like, hey, this is what that movie is. And so, like, my three words would be, like, baffled, amazed, confused. (laughs) Like, (laughs) W. Morgan from Uh W. Morgan Times, you know? Uh I just, like... What do you even say? Like, how do like on? I'm looking at it now. Uh, wild, enjoyable, fun. Okay. From Screen Crush, a gorgeous adventure bursting with color, okay. hilarious, wholly unique. That's from Collider. Okay. Is it? And huh. then critics pick stamp from the New York Times. That's kind of like what yeah, like what we're talking about. Like you can't condense this movie to a couple sentences. The directing award. I had it right here. Winner of Sundance Film Director Directing Award. Which, I could see that. By the way, absolutely deserved. I yeah. think like if there was anything about this movie, the direction is just so clear. There is like yeah. if you're watching like a Marvel movie or something like that where you're like, oh, you can just tell like this is manufactured, mm-hmm. a lot of studio interference. Yep. This, this is, is like negative. like <laughs> the opposite end of the pool there. It's like yep. this is not even, that's not even in the amusement water park. It's like outside <laughs> on like the park bench, like across the street somewhere. Is it, because that's also like a really hard thing to do. I think, I don't, did you guys do a full thing for Castaway or did you just like talk about it a little bit? Castaway? Yeah. We didn't do it, Castaway. Did have you it? talked about it at some point? I thought no, you had. We did The Martian. 
Okay. Maybe Similar. that's when we talked about Maybe. it. Maybe. But that, it's like half so that hard. episode was like, it's <laughs> Castaway in Space. <laughs> Isn't that original take? <laughs> but it's so hard for these types of movies. Like, there's, it's a limited um, set, basically. Very, like, the, the whole thing happens in, like, a couple miles of area. Yeah. Um, there's only two people in it, for the most part. It's like, mm. it's very hard to make that type of movie interesting. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to do that, they told a really compelling story. It's wild, but it also has all these really, like, heartfelt moments. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they absolutely deserve that, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. The editing is great, too. Yeah. yeah. A yeah, nice hour and a half movie. Mm-hmm. Never drags. And there's all these, um, like, montage type of uh-huh. scenes. And it's really hard, I feel like, to make that coherent. Yeah. Yes, but that's the a great story point. Story they told with those montages was so clear and like so, just emotional. There's yeah. so many like cuts to like towards the end with like personal, uh, or I should say relational uh, revelations in yeah. the film and how things are perceived by the characters. Right. And the way in which they tell those feelings and emotions through the passage of time to flashbacks and flash forwards mm-hmm. and also flash alternate like things yeah. that may or may not have happened right so quickly you're like on track with it it's so weird to find a movie that like all the things on their own are like i'd say good and of quality but each one of those puzzle pieces fits together so perfectly whether it's the editing the score the acting and just the the core messages of the movie if you take one out or move it to like a different movie or something, even in the same style, maybe not the same subject matter. It's it's weird, you know. Everything mm-hmm. here just kind of is meshes together, and it's so bleedingly genuine that yeah. it's 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 beautiful. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's after we talked about farts for like twenty minutes, like it really is. Like and we're not. This is not a bit. Like there are so many farts in this movie from. Beginning to end. In the middle, they stop for a little bit, but, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> only to replace it with other gags yes. that are yeah. <laughs> possibly worse. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even talked about the boners yet. Yeah. Yeah. The, the erection of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Like the, the trailer makes it seem like that's a bigger, more comedic... Uh, are you saying Dana Radcliffe? <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying. You got you laughed. Wait, I was gonna. I, I thought you wouldn't laugh or point it out. I was gonna give like a Michael Scott like bigger, harder, faster type thing and like go to you into it, but you just laughed right away. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's oh, poor Daniel Radcliffe. By the Not end of bitch. this movie, I'm like, <laughs> poor guy. By the end of this movie, I'm like, how did they manage to like make that a compelling like? metaphorical story device yeah. like how did they do that because they do right they pulled it off yeah <laughs> that one went right over my head i was like how did you miss that they one? pulled it off oh, well never mind wow wes i'm sorry Uh, are we going to nitpick? Yeah, same flick now we nitpick. Talk the negatives of things that we might not like. Uh, the first time around or five years later, things that still bother us. Yeah, go I, ahead. I'm, you guys are going to disagree with me, but I'm just going to say it out there. What? You always... My, stop, no, stop. No, no, because, no, no, this guy. You always this guy say will. that. You say you guys, but I, I don't know, even if it was just me in the room, you say that. Will. You say that every episode. You're like, you're not going to agree with me, but... I'm like, I, you haven't even said it yet. We, we don't talk about movies before. <laughs> record. I don't know what you think about this movie. I don't find this movie that rewatchable. 
I disagree. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I okay. I get what because I don't agree, but I have a thing where the ending is so impactful that mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the pacing is bad at all. But there are certain moments, kind of towards the middle, or like the closer towards the end of the middle of the movie, where it's coming to this head. Right. Where I'm like, okay, I want to see this part again. Because it's, again, kind of what Wes was saying. I don't, I haven't rewatched this movie like a million times. Mm-hmm. I've watched it a few times. But it's like knowing what is about to happen, I kind of just want to get to that part. Exactly. That's I, where I am. It's like, I wouldn't rewatch it just because I love that ending. You know, I love the finale and everything. But it's like, do I want to sit through? Because that's the thing. Like, I love how weird this movie is and out there it is. But to me, it's like, that's kind of all it is for me. Yeah. It's like a very fun out there movie. Where it's, okay, I've seen it a couple times. I'm good now. Right. Okay. And that's not too much, you know, on the movie's fault. No, I think no. it's doing everything. It's doing very well. And I mean, right. I jokingly said yeah. disagreed. Like, I don't think you're wrong with what you said. I, I really don't. I, I like rewatching it more so like we were saying, like showing it to someone for a first time or just yeah. have even, it sounds weird because this is a movie that you can both simultaneously pay very much close attention to or just have on in the background, you That's know, true. and it, because there's so many like funny moments scattered throughout, but it also has like a nice soundtrack too. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool like that. Um, oh, we're going to have to talk about that soundtrack at some point. We, we, we absolutely are. will. Um, for me, it's just this lingering question of it's, the film is very unique. You'll hear us say that a thousand times. And if you look it up on Google, like most reviews have that word somewhere in there, whether they're positive or negative, but does being unique and wholly original always mean that you're good? Because there's something about, I don't even know if I agree with myself when I say this, but there's something about <laughs> the ending that like I'm always like flip-flopping on. Because okay. it, the part of me feels like they fly a little too close to the sun when it comes to like the realism of it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it's such a contrast and makes the ending more impactful because it's so different from the rest of the movie. Hmm. Not necessarily tonally, but the whole oh, movie. You're, is, yeah, 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 you're yeah. with these two guys and everything seems so fantastical. And you're kind of thinking, like, is this even real? There's a lot of different elements that are up for interpretation. But the hmm. end still has that at, like, the last couple of frames. But the very, every, last, the yeah. very last, like, 30 seconds of the movie, you're like, oh, okay. He jet skis off again. <laughs> he jet skis off again yeah. with the biggest smile on his yes. face, Daniel Radcliffe. So Hank and Manny just go on this adventure throughout the movie, and one thing leads to another from this finding this dead body to realizing it has magical powers, and they begin to form this relationship as they're out in the jungle just lost. And so as we go along, it, it, it's this interpersonal journey for Paul Dano's character, Hank, as he comes to terms with some things that were definitely repressed inside of him and how he sees the world and just a lot of big overarching like life perceptions and how culture views whether it's farting or your you know things with your body and just like all these things that are like we all kind of laugh and snicker about and Mm. it's also one of the reasons why i want to tell people more people to watch this is the same reason why i'm not telling more people to watch this (laughs) in a weird way there's a lot of like questions i always have with like how i feel about this when i watch it and so sometimes it lands heads up sometimes it's heads down and it's like i don't it's it's ever evolving 
So yeah. are we talking about like positives and negatives, or are we kind yeah, of? I know, right? Yeah, I just kind of made a mess of the. Category. No, 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 no. The reason I ask <laughs> is because right. there's like negatives. That, yeah, that, that leads negatives. that leads into something I was gonna say about it, yeah. but it's not really a negative. So I'll, I'll dude, wait. just say it now. Just say cares? it. Say it, Chad. So, <laughs> so one thing that I do really like, and just the way they were able to make this movie work, is that Manny is very much like, uh, basically like a kid. So I don't. Know yes. If, I don't know if you guys. I know Daniel has a lot of like nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you do necessarily no i've got a lot and i've you know the dac is stacked in in my family's favor for me to be like an uncle of 17 at some point because i have <laughs> yeah. a lot of siblings you have a lot of siblings a lot of siblings so, Get on it. so maybe your experience will change like as, sure. <laughs> as you start to like go through those phases but yeah like i spent a lot of time with a lot of my nieces and nephews and i've done like helping out at daycare and things like that so like I know what kids are like. <laughs> yeah. He is such a kid. Like yeah. when he kind of goes to the when he, once he finally starts talking, everything Baldano says, he's like, "Well, what's that? What's that? Why does that? Why does this happen?" And yeah. he's like, he's very patient in the way that he explains things. But like I've had so many similar conversations to what he has in the movie. Yeah, and it's really fascinating. But like you you have to have those conversations with kids like yeah. <laughs> they don't know what life is you have yeah. to tell them like what is this oh it's poop what is poop it's the stuff in your body that your body doesn't need so it pushes it out of your butt <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like okay what is like what is you know you're alive what does that mean so yeah. it's all like really really interesting stuff what is happiness all these yeah, yeah. all these questions yeah. that like it starts out with fart jokes and then eventually starts questioning like the meaning of happiness and what it yeah. means to like have a life, you know, in, in, in goals and in passions and whatnot and mm-hmm. love. Even like, he's like, oh, Hank, I think I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> as they're getting <laughs> yeah. shot, as they're like I'm climbing afraid. across this river on this like, yeah, terrible pipe. Yeah. It's... yeah. I kind of see as the whole movie that Hank's just afraid of death and just yeah. coming to grips with that. Mm. In what better way than with a corpse that talks to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and ask you questions. It is. Like, it, yeah. And it's super, like, one of the best scenes to me is when. Manny finally starts to experience sadness because up until that point, uh, sadness and fear, I should say, because up until that point, he's pretty much like, oh, I'm hanging out with my buddy. And he's happy and horny. I'm happy, <laughs> happy and horny. He's having a good time. He's learning a lot. He gets kind of like the second chance at life, basically. Yeah. They're like trying to get home because he thinks he's in love with this lady mm-hmm. and he thinks they have this big life together. <laughs> uh, but, and then... They get into the situation with a bear attacking them, like chewing up Hank's leg, and they get stuck in a tree. And he fart, he like find. I almost said farts, but that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I mean, he probably does. <laughs> he farts. Farting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he finally starts to experience these like negative emotions, and he's like, "You're probably not going to understand this, Hank, and you might hate me for it, but I kind of wish I was dead again." Yeah, that mm-hmm. was like one of the best scenes to me because it's just so like deep. <laughs> right. Because when you're like a kid, or when you're just kind of say you do have like amnesia or something and you're kind of relearning what life is like it's not all good yeah and just the the ability to like run into those negative situations and be able to process them like you don't just automatically know how to do that you have to learn how to do that Mm -hmm. that movie's like big magic trick is getting to you like you think the whole time you're like relating to paul dano whether it's from the parental aspect of like trying to teach this kid this body who's learning how to live again for the first time and doesn't know anything yeah and he's you know all these feelings of repression and whatnot and stuff that you can relate to there but then in that moment you're like everybody remembers 
when the first time they were like really sad or yeah. really like felt betrayed or whatever negative emotion. Right. And so you're growing and living out this adventure with Paul Dano's character, Hank. And then the movie does like this switcheroo where like you've been laughing with Manny and you've been loving with him and it's, it's great. It's magical. Then all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit. Like this guy, like this is so much deeper than I thought it would go. And it, yeah, it, it rips the rug right out from underneath you. At least for me, it did the first few times I watched the movie. It still does, especially in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we're doing that thing again where we don't talk negatives. I, Daniel, you have some more, right? No? Do I have more? I don't, do you? I don't know. No, I really don't think I do. I think that's kind of my big negative for it. It's just that I'm kind of a, not, well, I've seen it twice, but kind of a one and done. Just kind of like, yeah. okay, I respect it. I got everything, you know, I need out of it. I'm good. I think. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's like if I had to like label a like definitive negative thing, it's that like the metaphors towards the ending get a little bit lost in the fog. Whereas the rest of the movie, they're crystal clear. And I know like I get that could just be a, a, a artistic choice to make it up for a little more interpretation with how you can read the ending. But I feel like you can still pull different perspectives from the rest of the movie. I just feel like it just it gets a little foggy at the end where like, okay, what exactly do you mean here? Because yeah. there's certain just elements that I feel like they took a little bit too long where they could have just been a little yeah. bit cleaner. It's still a very like clean cut 90 minute movie through and through. So what do you guys think about the, the retarded jokes? I I didn't I think really it's honest. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like well, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not even saying just like the use of the word. I just, I, I didn't really understand the purpose of that running joke. I think it's almost like I don't want to relate to every single thing back in the movie to this, but it's kind of like that moment, like kids are like you're you're gonna have that talk with somebody eventually. Right? Yeah, and it's where he's he's, and it's also actually really interesting. I was gonna get into this eventually, but a lot of the movie to me is Hank dealing with his childhood trauma and his mm-hmm. childhood grief. Mm-hmm. And he kind of bursts in that moment. And he says, oh, you're retarded. And he doesn't mean to. Yeah. And that's kind of another part of the movie. It's like he's learning that you're going to make mistakes and things like that. Yeah. Um, and he says it and he doesn't really mean to. And he, he kind of just acts out of this place of like anger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's another part of it. Like I, the first, when it first happened and I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, I almost didn't remember that. And then they bring it up a little bit later too. Mm-hmm. It's like they did it the right way where if you're going to say something like that, you have to kind of put it in the right context. And he right. was like, he was like, you can't say that about people. That was a wrong thing to say. And mm-hmm. they, right. I, I feel like they handled and it really he well. tells off his dad for saying it later. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. Which almost made me laugh. That's a very dark comedic moment. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it just breaks the whole dramatic moment attention of that. For Dad, like, Dad don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is, again, one of the more, like, s- sincerest things about this movie. is like, mm-hmm. it will leave all these, like, metaphorical things and, like, readings of the movie. But it is also going to tell you exactly what it's about. At the same time where it's like, yeah, there's this weird, like... You know, Manny's actually the representation of Hank. It's two sides of the same person. That's right. personally what I think. <laughs> but then at the end, he's like, hey, here's the lesson of the movie. You know, kind of <laughs> right. sort of thing. Which there's there's many because it's trying to wrap up so many things. And so mm-hmm. while some, I, I think overly, like I am positive on the movie. There's just some things that like, it's not reaching for, but I don't know. It just 
falls flat sometimes. I've seen yeah. the movie like four four times now. So wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it's a short one. I it like is. it. It's it rewatchable. You don't own this one on Steelbook. What's up with that? Yeah, right. Because they were making a Swiss Army Man collectible. <laughs> oh, I'm Steelbook. sorry. How stupid of me. <laughs> I mean, most movies that are on that format. Here we go. You're gonna lead me down a rabbit trail <laughs> right. talking about Steelbooks, Daniel. Uh, we got some. We got a new category for Chad. Lukewarm observation. And this is a take on the movie. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's lukewarm. And we don't mention it. We don't acknowledge our lukewarm observations, and we move right along into the next category. So, okay. lukewarm observation. I'll have you know. I'll just break down. I have one written down, <laughs> but I do, I'm not going to share. Try to decide if I should just make a fart noise to close it out. Bring us home, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm back in middle school. <laughs> We're three guys sitting around with microphones farting in the mic and giggling. <laughs> My wife is in the other room packing her bag. Just go see with their parents tonight. <laughs> Let's uh, talk blast from the cast. The performances from five years ago that we might still love or might hate or somewhere in between. We'll label them supporting or distracting because that's what the category is. Let's just be honest. It's supporting distracting with a cuter name. <laughs> so Paul Dano as Hank, Hank Thompson. Worst performance I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, a hot take. Hot take. Woo! I'm joking. Oh, okay. I loved his performance. What's your favorite Paul Dano performance? Because we already covered how good he is in this movie. Let's just talk Paul Dano uh, for a second. We can talk the Dano. That's talk the Dano. I'm gonna have my to... childhood nickname, by the way. Growing up, I was Dano. The Where? Dano. Yeah. Bring it back. Can we start introducing the show with, hi, I'm not Dano, and then you say, <laughs> hi, I'm Dano? Sure. We'll do that next time. They Bring apparently thought his name was Damon at the food, that, the food place he got. Yeah. I will not mention because I don't like that company. <laughs> the food, at the food place I got earlier. I guess we're not <laughs> we're not saying their name, uh, but they thought they're gonna be so offended. <laughs> they will be. Uh, yeah, they uh, they thought my name was Damon. And I was like, well, "How did you hear Damon? Like Damon? Do I look like I bought a zoo? Do you?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Dano, glad you asked. Uh, my favorite performance. Uh, have you guys seen Love and Mercy? Oh, I don't think I have. So. I always feel so silly recommending a movie called Love and Mercy. What a terrible title that is for a movie. You don't need to feel bad about that. It's a terrible name because as, it's we were fine. talking about it's a the movie beach? called Rubber no. earlier, Daniel. No, no, no. I'm just saying for the movie about the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson and his oh. obsessive compulsive disorder. It's so oh, fun. You told the movie's me about called that. Love and Mercy. It's just it doesn't fit to me. Okay. Um He's excellent in that movie. He's and he does voice. his own singing in that movie, okay. which he sings I in this movie, too. That. Yeah, he does yeah. sing in this movie. It's He's fantastic. I don't in remember it. him in Looper. In what? Looper. Yeah, he's in Looper. I just don't remember he's that He's like the reason. younger version of that other Looper who they're oh. starting to chop up. Okay. Right? Something okay. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. And uh, Prisoners, of course. Prisoners, prisoners yeah, that's... Yeah. That might so different, yeah. So that's, different. that's pretty up there. There will be blood is also oh, a really standout yeah. one too. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. Yeah. He's very he he's <laughs> right in that line of like being out there, but also like very 
established. You know, yeah. all those performances mm-hmm. in those movies are very different. A lot of them are indie movies, but, 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 there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there's a presence he brings to a movie that's like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to see him. Like a, like a, you know, I don't know, Clooney or someone like that, you know? Yeah, very, yeah, I know what you're saying. As good as Daniel Day-Lewis is in There Will Be Blood, I think that scene with Paul Dano as the preacher doing that sermon, remember where he, like, cast yeah. the demon out? Yeah. I think that's, like, the best acting in that whole movie. Yeah. Mm. He's, He's also in Okja, which I have not seen yet, which but I, I really need to. It's that Netflix movie, It's right? a Netflix movie. Is that the it's, sequel to Kung Pao? No, it's made by the the guy who made... Uh, Parasite, right? Yes, Parasite. Yeah. No. Oh, nice. Bong Joon Ho, right? Bong Joon Ho. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They. Uh. They. I think we did. We mention this already that he. We talked about that he. He is a part of the soundtrack. A lot of the the soundtrack. We, we'll just talk soundtrack. Now. Yeah, we should. Um. <laughs> as, 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 a, a as a character. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. much a character. They had them record some of the melodies like previously. So while they were filming, they actually had like the soundtrack playing, which I think is kind of cool. That's it's really kind cool. of interesting. Um. Considering like how big a part of it. it yeah. And. Like in relation to the mood and atmosphere, yeah. The composer is actually the camera, the news cameraman at the end. He's okay. that guy just running around yeah. with the beard and stuff. Yep. Yeah, huh. he uh, they had uh, Dano actually came in and they were like offering it up to the whole crew, like, "Hey, we need you know the snock fart noises for the movie." And Dano supplied said uh, said audio file for them. Love it. <laughs> I forget. I think he was on. Uh, trying to remember who it was it might have been colbert stephen colbert's show mm-hmm. and he was asking him like can you like spot your fart like can you like hear it can you like <laughs> listen for it and be like hey that's mine <laughs> it's almost like there's so many that would you even remember i know that's something i'm like can can we <laughs> like, oh i such would a, what, a weird I'd you'd be able mine. to remember what you're sending <laughs> mine have perfect pitch I'll be keeping a keen ear out for that one. Uh, <laughs> they the score for this movie as it kicks in, and the the opening scene is so like haunting and and echoey. It's so hard to describe. But yeah. I've listened like leading up to this, I've listened through this soundtrack a few times, and they're just again, it's such a unique piece. I couldn't just like let some. I could probably let someone listen to it, and they'd be like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the the most popular track that's been used in several commercials fairly recently is the montage, which is the pop popcorn, and mm-hmm. it has okay. that very yeah. like uh, joyful like opening where it's just it's going like a choir, yeah, choir yeah. almost, yeah, the, yeah. But having them like start talking and then having that yeah. thing, that theme and melody mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie is played in like. I don't, I'm not musically talented. I'm sorry. Like different like tones and themes and keys and whatnot. You know they what I'm saying? Changed, yeah, they, they, they even change yeah. the lyrics they, too. Yeah. Thank you, Chuck. The lyrics are narrating what they're doing. Exactly. The yes. Yeah. I think that's just so smart for, for a movie like this. It's almost Beach Boys style with all the harmonies and yes, stuff. Yes, it is. It yeah. all ties back to the Beach Boys. It all goes back to the Beach. Fascinating. <laughs> I need to watch that movie. It's very good. But it's such a, yeah, music is crazy good and crazy impactful. They even sing other songs too, like the Jurassic Park theme song. They sing that a few different times. It's really well placed. And yes, then, uh, even like they like Cotton Eye Joe, mm-hmm. but not oh, yeah. not really like the weird pop version. It's like that, the hipster version. It's like the hipster, probably like closer hipster to Cotton the Eye Joe. probably like closer to the original version. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually really cool in my opinion. But 
the way that, yeah, like you said, they just keep, like, harmonizing, and mm-hmm. it kind of keeps playing in the background. Like, they'll start singing it actual, like, in the scene, and then it just keeps going in the background, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, really... Or even when he says, Crazy. like, wow, I mean, he's like, wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and to mention, like, another part of the piece of, like, the directing, too, is, like, how, like, the film's kind of put together and mm-hmm. edited with that quick cutting music. Yeah. And it's, like, used so well that it's just, like, hey, le- these things were, like, made for each other yeah. at the same time. And I think you can, like I said, like, I feel like having the music pre-recorded for filming helped out that because i'm sure they could have timed things exactly how how it is and so yeah it's it's if you take that out like i know music is extremely important for a lot of films but i feel like this one it's not like propped up on that but if you take that out this is a very it loses a lot of its punch and weight especially in the more emotional scenes it's a completely different movie because that's actually a good point because there's like a special feature and i was like oh what's this and it's a short introduction as far as why they even made it. <laughs> but oh. it's a version of the movie. It's in the audio options. Uh, a version of the movie without the soundtrack. Oh. And they were like, nope. you may be wondering why this is here. <laughs> but they were like, we just thought it was really interesting. And it completely changes the tone of the movie. And like, there's certain parts where you're just watching a crowd of people staring at each other. And one of them is farting over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like... We just wanted to include it. it. Just it just is it's interesting to us, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." I didn't have time to watch the whole thing, but I watched the intro, and mm-hmm. I watched w- the scene where they fall in the water and they kiss. Yeah. And then I watched the end, and it was completely different. It was almost like a thriller because yeah, <laughs> without that music, it just takes so much of like the soul and like the kind of like the good vibes away from the movie, and it's so yeah. different. Even though their performances are overwhelmingly i'd say like positive and somewhat comedic yeah it's still yeah yeah that i'll have to look into that because that sounds interesting it, it was interesting i would recommend even just like a couple scenes just check it out and just no, you can notice the difference it's yeah. so obvious but they kind of looking into the daniels because i didn't i was wondering if they had done really anything else mm-hmm. they did a lot of like musician like band documentary type yeah. of things I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense because of how focused this movie is on music mm-hmm. and how big of a part it plays. And that's actually, I mean, that's always been one of the main things that's drawn me to the movie because I love music. So, yeah, very interesting. Let's uh, move on to, like, the next, uh, like, other person we talk about is Daniel Radcliffe as Manny. I got a question about D-Rads. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cliff? Mr. Radcliffe? Is he a good actor? He's great in this, but is he a good actor in general? I would say, yeah. Is he? So I think you can't really... There's not that many good child actors. That's just the fact of life. Yep. There are some that are That's good. That's kind of the thing, yeah. But he was okay in Harry Potter, all things considered. But I think the interesting thing to me is that he's sought out movies that he is interested in after that. That's, and they're all yeah. very weird. Like Horns. Have you seen Horns? No, I know what it is, but it's, I haven't seen it. The book is a lot better, but it's a it's an interesting movie. He does a good job in it. Yeah, and he quite often has like an American accent. You can't uh-huh. tell that it's fake. <laughs> yeah, um, there's things that he does, and like especially this movie, like going back to that idea that he's a dead body. Like that's extremely hard to portray that. Yeah, and make like and do a good job of it. Mm-hmm. And he makes this really compa- compelling character out of something that can't really animate well, can't yeah. talk well, <laughs> like all these yeah. things. So I think yeah, I would definitely say that he's a good actor and. 
Like, this was a good showcase for what he can actually do. The, the only reason I ask is because I haven't seen much of it. I've seen this, Harry Potter, and Now You See Me Too. <laughs> He's not very good in Now You See Me Too. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to watch Guns Akimbo because that's kind of another just, like, yeah. weird out there mm-hmm. performance. He's got guns, like, attached to his hands yeah. or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the thing for me was, like, he was very like a willing participant throughout this whole movie other than like stuff where he's like thrown off the side of a cliff that's all they really used like a body dummy for everything else is pretty much him even the stuff where like obviously there's special effects with certain things but a lot of it's just him Mm -hmm. and he you know credited a lot to it to the director daniels for using different camera angles or quick cutting to like hide certain things but a lot of it's still like he said chad it's not the easiest thing to pull off Uh, radcliffe to me like obviously I'm a fan of the Harry Potter films, and like you said, like growing up with a franchise that big, it's so hard to like eclipse that. And so yeah. I'm, I like that he he's on the record, kind of what you're alluding to, Chad, is like he knows like he's gone on the record saying like he knows that he can make whatever he wants, and he has the freedom to pick and choose projects that come his way. And he doesn't he just, need money. <laughs> no, he will never. He so he, He's he, doing he, things yeah, that he's passionate about. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, I feel like you can tell that with any performance, but this one is so tailored to breaking that shadow of Harry Potter because yeah. it's so different. I can see people watching this, you know, without knowing it's being like, oh, that guy, he's from Swiss Army Man. He's the dead body. He's Manny. This to me is like, what the vocal performance for the Joker for Mark Hamill was for him and his career, this is to Daniel Radcliffe because revitalizing is exactly like you can look at this and be like, it's its own thing. I don't see Harry Potter at all when I watch this movie and I've seen those movies, you know, a handful of times each. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I think that was the best kind of comparison I could think of because he's not, I don't want to say a bad actor, but, you can just tell like he's enjoying, you know, the freedoms of what that franchise did for him. And I think this movie plays off that freedom in the best way possible. Not just yeah. because it's weird. Cause there are, like we mentioned, there's a bunch of weird movies he's been in, but this one like capitalizes on it. And I think he does a fantastic job. He said this is his favorite movie he's ever made. Nice. I would believe that. Yeah. Hmm. You could tell it's just like a special project. They were all like, honed in on what they were trying to do yeah. uh, it's a small cast like i think really after that the only big player is mary, mary elizabeth, elizabeth Winston, which you guys have talked about a few We've times s- she's back again <laughs> I, she keeps sneaking up in these movies yeah. man i didn't remember her being in this movie at all well it's a very it's a small part. she's probably in the movie performing for like five or ten minutes yeah. but they which keep i don't back to her picture and yeah. it's like she, she plays, plays a part sarah, in that way sarah is her yeah. name yeah She's a girl in the background of what we think is Manny's phone that washed up on shore. But we kind of are led to led along by Hank, and eventually it's revealed that it's just a girl that Hank knows. And then we find out he doesn't even really know her. She's just a girl that rides the bus with him that he snuck yeah. a picture of. Right. And creepy. It's very creepy. And so that's to me where like this her character, even though she's not in the movie that much, she... Uh, as always, I think plays disturbed very well and <laughs> stressed and confused really well. I obviously, you know, it doesn't really compare to something like Tent Cloverfield Lane because that's like the hell, whole uh, that's the whole <laughs> yeah. that's the whole movie yeah. is her. This movie, she's throughout, she's mentioned, but that to me is like the one thing about this movie that's like 
not the most powerful message, but like literally being guided by a symbol (laughs) for like fantasy love and lust and like having that guide you, it will eventually get you nowhere. But also like overthinking about things and not like talking to a person because you might have a crush on them. Uh, those scenes when they're like kind of play acting on the bus and what it would be like. Yeah. Uh, Hank starts talking to Manny about how like no one's no one's around. It's just them, and so like he's dressed up as Sarah in this make believe world they've created, and he's like, "What if someone saw me? I can't believe this." But no one's there. Right. And all these things like he keeps repeating, like you can't do this because what would people think? And what would people think mm-hmm. means you can't do this and can't do that. Weird. The whole idea of what is weird and yes. what and why. Mm-hmm can't you do something just because it's considered weird yeah oh you can't sing on the bus people look at you people think you're weird and it's like this is just this is nothing all these things that are so like negatively impacting him and just are once you start thinking about it kind of weird about the world and how that like kind of forces us into our own little boxes instead of connecting with everyone i also think one of the things that aged so well about this kind of related to her character is like the use of like phone, like the phone's always dying. Yep. So he's trying to keep battery life. And whenever you're like looking at the phone, it almost like like drains the life and color out of the movie. Like yeah. that's the one thing about that, even though it's rooted in reality, he's looking and like staring into this phone and it's just not real. What's real is like the connections in the world around him that he's yeah. making with, you know, Manny and stuff and society as we know it. So obviously as as this is going to sound super pretentious and deep, but as we were, he's locked in on this phone as like the most important thing. And that bleeds over into Manny right before they go and meet Sarah at the end mm-hmm. is he's like, he, Hank is finally realizing like, Hey, this was a mistake, this obsession. Like we don't need her. We can just, we, I can live my life. And he's starting to become proud of all these things and starting mm-hmm. to kind of realize himself. They get back to the real world and, now Manny's like, hey, here we are. Like, this is life's goal is this one person or this idea of this one person. And, like, that's it. And then when it becomes like, oh, no, that's not really how reality works. And they're not pitching it in a negative way. It's just you can't be, like, either whether it's, like, horny or, like, fantasizing, even in, like, a positive way. That's one thing I like about this movie is yeah. that, like, when you start seeing, like, what you think the themes might be, they're not like they're not making up love. I'll just be blunt here. They're not making up like sex fantasies about this person. They're right. like mm-hmm. you're gonna grow old with them. You're gonna have a dog and like a house and kids and like you'll like watch movies together and Netflix and all this stuff and like hold hands and, and you know whatever sit next to each other on the bus and listen to music. All these things yep. that they're mm-hmm. they're playing out are like real thoughts and real like innocent thoughts people have. But when you get like honed in on that so much, it's like there's more to life than just like this one fantasy you have mm-hmm. you know right that to me is where like the ending like gets me where i'm like okay look like it is a very like overarching like positive narrative but i think it's important to like being alive is within yourself is so much more important than relying on on some idea you have of some person whether it's positive or negative like if you want to ask that person out like ask them out if they say no it's okay you like you'll be okay. Yeah. Like just ask them out. They they could say not no. Your entire life. <laughs> I can I can guarantee you as a as a as a textbook overthinker, mm. like in my life experience, if someone can like hear this, not asking them out and 
thinking about it and having either like these protected like positive thoughts about this person or even like an idea of something you want to do for the longest time this podcast is a perfect example daniel like you and i were so nervous about this first time like what are people gonna think of this and at this point we're like we're talking about farts and butts and everything like who cares is we, swiss army man about is, us our show is called the bagel boy show for crying out like it's not meant to be taken seriously seriously and this we is, goes through three different <laughs> Time for the intro. <laughs> now we're getting started. Right. Now we're now getting we're started. Getting started. That was just, you're dropping truth bombs. What? That's just right. that's the tagline of the movie. Not meant to be taken seriously, seriously. Yeah. Like life. So yeah. like I don't know that that move. That's what kind of hit home for me this time. Is like, yeah. yeah, like that's like the whole thing. Like just don't like it'll be all right. Just do like do it. Yeah. Nike sponsored this episode. <laughs> I get into potential hot take territory here. Do it. Rip theory, those hot takes. Theory crafting. Um, yeah. So on, on rewatch, I didn't really pick up on some of this on my f- first watch. And I do think this is open for interpretation. I don't necessarily think it's 100%. It's law, Chad. Speak it. <laughs> Say it. It could be. But my, th- my thought of the movie this, on this more recent watch was that Hank going through a lot of his grief when his mom died and he was very young. Mm -hmm. It was clear that he was a lot closer to her than he ever was his dad. Yeah. He alluded, they didn't talk much about it, but they alluded to kind of like some hints of verbal abuse, Mm -hmm. maybe just some like mistreatment. He wasn't ever close to his dad. It was a bad relationship. It was strained. The most they ever interact is a fake e-card they send to each other on their birthdays. birthdays, That was automated. Like they don't have a life together. (laughs) Um, And then... He takes this picture of Sarah, and you're. I guess you make a good point. Like I kind of always thought it was his phone. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they do kind of make it amb- ambiguous a little bit, but I was like, okay, it's his phone. Like he took a picture of this girl. He he's in love with her. Or whatever. He has this crush on her. But on this more recent watch, I was like, uh, I don't really think that's the point. So when they eventually find her at the end, um, she actually what I like about her character, even though she's in it so little. She's like a such a good person. She's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah, yeah. He's got this. He's carrying around this dead body. <laughs> he's bloody. He's dirty. Like most people would like not approach that person at all. Yeah. But she calls the cops, or not the cops. She calls like an ambulance. She gets yeah. some help, um, and then she's like confronting him. She's like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" And he can barely even talk to her. He's just like so overcome with everything that's going on. Yeah. But eventually, they find out. Oh, it's it's Hank's phone. He took this picture. Yeah. And she confronts him, and he's like. You just, you looked very happy. I was yeah. in a very dark place, and I wanted to be happy. Like, I wanted what you had. Right. To me, he was never really attracted to her in that way. I mean, maybe he was, but that no, wasn't. No, that's yeah. a good, yeah. That wasn't really the point. And then if you circle back to some of those moments with Manny, kind of like why they were connecting so much, um, not necessarily to say that his sexuality was like one thing or another, but I don't, I don't think he was like a straight person. I think... Maybe there's like attraction there to the opposite gender and that or the same gender, I should say. And maybe that's why he was so strained with his dad. I can see it. Well, like even that, like to like even go like a different level, like all that like horniness, if you want to call it, comes from yep. Manny, you know? Right. And like mm-hmm. he's so like you get caught up in this with really anything of yep. like something that person has that you don't have. Like, th- yep. like it could just be because like, like he sees this person that seems happy every mm-hmm. day on the bus. Right. It's like, it's such a good, like, visual, 
even spiritual like representation of like you're longing after like what it like what is this 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 person has that right. I don't have. So I think that's a perfect point, Chad. Yeah, and I didn't even also, think about that. Yeah, kind of what sunk it for me is you know they're they've got this relationship. They've they've become very close over uh-huh. the course of the movie. They're climbing on the bridge. Um, just prior to that, they had this late night party. They got drunk because they found some vodka. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was this moment where they almost kissed. Right. And Paul Dano or Hank is also like obviously very conflicted about it. Right. And there's a lot of emotions going on, and you kind of were like, okay, that's interesting. Like, what is going on? Right. And then Mandy has no clue. <laughs> right. Mandy, he's yeah, just yeah, like, idea. he's like, whatever. He's like, cool. You know, we're <laughs> friends. Why aren't you talking to me? This is weird. Something is weird. What changed? Right. And he just keeps harassing him with questions. Not harassing, but he just keeps prying with these questions. Yeah. And then that's he the says scene. like something like there's a wall between us that yeah. I can't see is this weird feeling because it, it yeah. starts to lead into those negative emotions. Right. Let me. About. I should actually pull up the direct quote because yeah. right before they fall into the river, we can slide into potent quotables now with this too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because he said he said something about yeah. he would miss him if they were separated or something, yes. something like that. Yes. So it's mm-hmm. almost like to me he's kind of coming to terms with that part of his identity, and there's not really like a good reason he'd be dragging this dead body around and right. yeah yeah he does think that the body has magical powers yeah but <laughs> like, like it does like it's weird like i don't we can rattle off like they use him for like karate chop action yeah all the he's things like he a, does he's like a grappling hook <laughs> sprouts a water out of his mouth yeah water, water out of his mouth what does he shoot at the bear it's like shoot? buckshot. They put like rocks yeah. into a fire. Yeah. He tries to yeah yeah yeah. Like they, shoot the, they shoot the fish they shoot the shoot raccoon the um yeah, there's so many. To me, like that's the part where me where I see it as like, like this is like not like I guess you can call it a weird thought, but like that to me when they like kiss underwater, it's when yeah. I th- see like, it's these two sides of him like uniting where he's. This sounds weird, but it's like. Self love right. in a way where it's like no, that's I, like I the part it. of him that's like he's never really loved or confronted and all these different yeah. things. Like, just good, fun in general yeah. that he hasn't had because of, like, the loss of his mother and the, you know, the, the, the strange of, 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 of yeah, yeah, and the stuff with his dad and all these things that, like, he just became this, just I don't want to say, yeah, I don't want to say pathetic in, like, the bad way, but, like, this person who's, like, lived such a life of, like, just nothing right. and he's hating himself for it for yeah. no reason because yeah. of what he thinks other people think of him or don't think of him. Yeah. And now he's finally beginning to, like, love himself again and actually become alive and then towards the end when like he's thrown back into reality and has to confront that manny quote-unquote dies again because right. he he's repressing it again but right. then eventually you know he he runs away with manny and he triumphantly farts in front of everyone and he's okay <laughs> with it and that's when manny like floats yeah. away into the, you know or rides away on his farts into yeah. the sunset with a big smile because he's finally like i love myself again yeah i'm cool with who i am there's a lot. Daniel, I feel like we're There's leaving you in the dust here. No. Like this. That's a good take. You got some phone quotables, Daniel? Yeah, my favorite quote, I wrote this down. Is this crying? I don't like it. It's wet and uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love That's that line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite was, Hank, when I masturbate, I'm going to think about your mom. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny. That one, we didn't even explain that. I feel like we'll just leave that out of context. No, just leave it out of context. Like, that's not as bad as... It's so good. Sorry, everyone, but yeah. Uh, one of the ones I like is, like, just as a movie nerd, is, like, he says to Manny, he's like, 
Manny, if you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. You yeah. don't know shit. Oh, it was the whole. Okay, he says Manny, I'm, or Manny is talking. He says I'm scared because I think if I die, I might really miss you. And then yeah. Hank says, oh, Oh, you're, you're the worst. The worst yeah, yeah, yeah that, I didn't realize they did put that on there. But I'm one of the <laughs> things I noticed is like the quotes, like they're the, very conversational. There's big chunks, and they yeah. all go together so tightly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to like isolate parts of it. But go ahead, Daniel. I think you found one. I'm scared of whatever took that poop. But why though? Because only huge, scary things take poops that big. So what? Everything poops. Yes, but if it finds us, it'll eat us, push us out of its butt, and turn us into poop. <laughs> yeah, that was a good part. We're, we talk so deeply for this movie for like 50 minutes, and then that's quoting the movie. Uh, one of the ones we kind of alluded to earlier where Hank's just rattling off these things. He's like, we got to go back, and we got to find society and get back there, and then we'll yep. be home and all this stuff. And he's like, there's like a pause, and, and Manny's like, I have a lot of questions about everything you just said. <laughs> that was a good one. You want to go home so you can have love? Yeah. But you ran away because nobody loves you. That's not true. You're broken and empty and dirty You're and like smelly trash. and useless and old. You're like trash, right? <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Later on, one of the deeper ones that's like, this sounds like, I don't want to say the word pretentious, but it's like, it's so heartwarming when he's like, uh, Hank says, he's like, because I'm just a scared, ugly, useless person. And then Manny says, but maybe everyone's just a little bit ugly. Maybe we're all just dying sacks of shit. And maybe all it'll take is one person to just be okay with that. And then the whole world will be dancing and singing and farting. And everyone will feel <laughs> a little less alone. And then he says, Manny, you have no idea how nice that sounds. Like, yeah. He's, I, I mean, love it. Yeah. Put that on a Hallmark card. <laughs> You're a useless, dying sack of shit. <laughs> yeah. But I am too. You're not alone. Well, that's Happy like, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, there's so many times, it just circles back to this like deeper connection with life. Yeah. Like, how do you find happiness? How do you live life every day? And these so like banal and just minor things, but Manny loves them because he doesn't know anything. Yeah, right? he's and just Hank a child. Is, yeah. Hank is depressed and is like, yeah. this doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's so good, the dialogue in this movie. To infinity and beyond is the question we pose at every uh, episode end. Um, talk about the movie's legacy in five more years from now. Will it still have an impact and should it be talked about? What's the legacy, you guys, of Swiss Army Man? Well, when my kids turn eight years old every year. Every in five years? <laughs> yeah, in five years. They will have to watch this. It's required viewing. For children, yeah. Honestly, that's movie. kind of what I was thinking. Like kids, or I don't know, like young people need to watch this movie. I was kidding about eight years old. Though. I'm <laughs> yeah. not showing my eight year old <laughs> this movie. The yeah. FBI are knocking on your door right now. Maybe not eight, but I feel like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I feel like teenagers should be watching this movie. It gets sure. It yes. gets just like such a good perspective on life, and it makes you kind of question things in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always going to be relevant for that reason. You know, kind of like you mentioned, Wes, there's like not that much technology in it. And that's something a lot of people are just really freaking out. Like, we can't get away from screens. We can't get away from technology. Like, how do we live life? And this movie has very little of that. It's all about connecting with somebody Mm -hmm. on a deeper level. I I think it's always going to be relevant for that reason. Yep. I feel like not just because, like, that's the one thing in the movie they paint as, like, not even, not explicitly at all, but, like, 
up to interpretation, there's a lot of ways you could read into things. That's yeah. the one thing that's always read like negatively. Like there's nothing positive about the cell phone in this movie. Like right. uh, from how it makes them feel to what it does, what it means, all that kind of stuff. When he uh, finally gets cellular service, yeah. like one of the messages that pops up is that automated birthday card from exactly, his dad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nothing good is brought into the world through that. And I feel like that was very purposeful, you know? Yeah. Um, to me, it, it kind of comes down to, I think I, I definitely agree with everything you guys said. I, I it's so weird like how this is another big society thing. We live in a society. <laughs> we do live in a, the do we live in a society, so. Daniel? We we I think we do. Okay. Zack Snyder said we did. So they uh, the powers that be have deemed like it okay for like, you know, PG thirteen, you can like kill and do all these like horrific things and but then like when you have a movie like this that's just talking about life yeah, albeit, like, I'm not going to, like, BS anyone here. Like, yeah, some of the things are definitely inappropriate, and it's not something you want to show to a young, young audience that can't understand or might misinterpret certain yeah. things. Uh, but, yeah, you can watch people blow each other up, and that's fine, but right. people who are under whatever 17 can't go to see this R-rated movie about that. He says that. the F-word a couple times. Yeah, he says the <laughs> yeah, F-word and more talks about twice. Certain, caught yeah. the crude content of the movie, if you want to call it that. Which I, I, not I'm i not saying... Yeah, I don't want to yeah. say I don't under I get it. I understand why, but that's just something that I kind of walk away from. Like, right. like yeah. another example is like Lady Bird or something like that. Like, that's such a heartwarming, like great story you know yeah. as far as like a movie and it could be important for mothers and daughters to watch together as that like growing up occurs but you know what nope you can't watch it until you're out of the house at 17 or 18 and off to college like this could be a good movie for you know that 15 to 17 range or 13 to 17 whatever i don't know i'm not yep. a parent don't listen to me ever um <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as like the performances go, like I said, the thing all uh, like Radcliffe for sure is very memorable in the movie, and then like we said, all the pieces of the puzzle with the editing and the the score specifically. That's just something that that's gonna hold up. Mm-hmm. It's unforgettable to yeah. me. It's just yeah, it's such a unique flavor of ice cream that it's like mm, I'll have to try that again sometime. You know, when five more years from now. I think the audience. I don't really know if it's reached that cult classic status, but I feel like it will eventually. Yeah. Because it is a movie that sticks with people, and you want to introduce people to it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's obviously so much to like about it that I think eventually it's going to grow its audience to that level, and people are going to really like it and kind of share it around like yeah. they do. And, you know, I, th- I think it'll eventually grow in relevance. I can see it. My one fear, if I had one, is be. I haven't seen them all, so I'm rever- reserving judgment here. Um, but we talked about how Radcliffe is very much into like just choosing what he wants and all these interesting projects. Yes. I obviously I th- I don't think they're all going to be this good, so I'm slightly worried that like there's just going to be this slew of like, oh, that's a weird Daniel Radcliffe movie, <laughs> and like people are going to try one and they don't like it, and then they're this one's just going to yeah, yeah, it's going to get lumped into that where it's like, oh, he made a lot of weird direct to video you know or rentals that's it's like uh, i don't want it to become like a nick cage thing you know where right. like you know which at this point like that's kind of like nick cage jr a little bit like someone who is like known for something and is prestigious actor like success in one area and now he's just gone like this 
I saw some trailer the other day. It was basically like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Wally's, Wally's World. With, with yeah, Nick, Wally's World. Yeah. yeah, with Nick Cage. I'm like, what are you, like, what what are you doing? Yeah. I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bigger's dozen, I can just tell. How many bagels did you give in Swiss Army Man, Daniel? Putting you on the I spot. give a solid seven. Seven. I like it. A solid seven. I like it. What are you guys? It's it's gonna be pretty high for me. I yeah? I, I yeah. figured I would probably be one of the higher ones out of the three of us, but right. probably like a solid nine six, nine seven. I like it. I'm a there. really big fan of this movie. Chad dropping the Love big it. bagels. I'm kind of in between you guys. I'm around like an eight six, eight seven. Okay. So okay. mid eights, mid high eights. I like it. I love when this happens. <laughs> you know, where it's like I don't know. Not that it's boring when everyone gives it a four, or a nine, or an eight, but it's like I like the varying degrees of bagels. I am only happy when everyone has the same opinion. Oh, oops. <laughs> As Sorry, me, preferably. <laughs> oh man, Chad, when are we gonna have you back again? We still need to do a horror movie. That is like my bread and butter. We have never why, done it. Why didn't we? What was the one we had? One on because, the docket. Like, the witch was like cut. just out of range. Yeah, I think it was then, one yeah. for this one that we swapped right that we were like thinking don't we breathe were gonna, we thought about don't, doing, don't that's breathe. what it was that would be a good one and then we were like swiss army man yeah is one we wanted to talk about a little bit more. well we're gonna do a halloween episode again so we'll Ooh. have you back for halloween okay, okay. yeah we'll have you yeah we'll have a guest appearance what would you want to talk about on for halloween? halloween literally any horror movie that's good <laughs> i have a long list <laughs> maybe one that like doesn't get enough attention we could do something like that i don't know well, i've got a movie for you guys called Which one? friday the 13th <laughs> <laughs> a little one i'd like to call <laughs> halloween <laughs> oh, oh. or whenever i'll come back whenever i love being here yeah chad makes movies better <laughs> thank you chad makes life better love this guy oh, he makes the oh, show better hard. we hard. will hard be ready to. for all of your negative hate chad letters again <laughs> and we will we have our trash can ready <laughs> Straight in the trash. We'll take them willingly and throw them out passionately. I don't know. You don't want to come back for our next franchise? Can I just say it? We, we've said what it is before. Oh, We're have talk- we? Rocky? Yeah. Transformers, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Michael Bay series. We're starting with the animated movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have you on for the Transformers. Yeah. No, we can say what it is. We, we've said what it is, right? No, I don't think we have. Yeah, we didn't say the actor in the actor series. We've said that we're covering... I'm. <laughs> we're covering the Rocky series. Yeah, we're climbing those Rocky mountains. Climbing the Rockies <laughs> is what we're calling it. Uh, I've not seen all of them. That's kind of the big theme of this. So, Chad and, and all of you wonderful friends and cousins and wives and uh, uh, friends of the show will have to sit back and wait because we won't have any guests on. It's just going to be Daniel, myself, and Stallone. Uh, <laughs> The whole purpose of this series, I'm just doing a little pitch for this series, yeah. if that's all right. You don't have I've to pitch seen it, it's happening. <laughs> if people are upset, I'm sorry, but we, we've signed the contract we've already. The We're contract. covering every Rocky movie. Legally <laughs> obligated. I've seen all these movies. This is a journey I'm taking Wesley on, yes. watching all the Rocky movies, because there are some peaks and valleys. Uh, yeah. There are I'm some very, very high peaks and the lowest of low valleys. What I love about this is that I know... I don't even want to say I know the bare bones. I've seen the first Rocky, uh, and I've okay. seen Creed 1 yes. many times. I've seen Creed 2 once. I can't even really r- remember what happens in Creed 2. 
other yeah, than like very basic. Yeah, he gets in. He boxes in the movie. <laughs> he, he does some boxing. I don't want to spoil it too much. I I know like <laughs> certain people like Mr. T and Mr. Like, T Clubber Lang. Yeah, yeah uh, and uh, like certain Hulk Hogan shows sh- up, but I don't know when they show up or how or who <laughs> wins any fight. I really don't like. Other than I'm assuming Rocky wins a lot of them. You know. And but, if you're at home yeah. listening, going, oh man, they're talking to Rocky. I don't really. Like. Just, I'm going to take you by the hand, listener. Put out your hand. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to walk you through this journey. You're going to love it. Trust me. If you don't, he will tighten his grip on your hand and drag you across the concrete. (laughs) Whenever I ever steered you wrong, when? Never. They all recently got added to HBO, by the way. So people are wanting to do a little Rocky watch along with us. I'll have you know, Daniel made me go watch Solo with him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tell tell me about that. Wrap that up. Wrap a little solo story up as we end this episode. Okay. I do not like solo. I'll just say that he doesn't like solo. A, a Star Wars story. A, a Star yes. Wars solo. A Star yes. Wars story. So Han. Oh Han Solo. Oh, Han solo. oh yeah. Han Solo. <laughs> Alden Argen Kangrenreich plays. I I can't say his last name. I've done it so many times. Um. I love that movie, Chad, so <laughs> suck on that. What, what movie? Uh, Han Solo Solo, the Solo Star Wars movie, Solo. Solo. I'm going Solo. <laughs> He's going Solo. So I love this movie. Uh, Chad did not love this movie. Mm. And I was sitting next to him in the theater, <laughs> and it was the scene when Rio's dying, you know? The little alien with the eyes. The alien, yeah. John Favreau. Yes. And uh, Han Solo is flying the the ship and he says something like you are a great pilot kid and i just hear chad mutter under his breath he's just flying in a straight line <laughs> i don't even remember that but it sounds like a criticism for a movie i don't like <laughs> i would just nitpick it like that <laughs> the greatest star pilot in the galaxy but you hate that movie when don glover is killing it as lando he is okay no, I was expecting he's not more. okay. He was, he, he's more than okay. What did okay? What did what did you Excellent. think, Wes? What would you think of his performance in that so, movie? You're between probably. I'm I'm probably the performance of Just Han Solo. N- not even Han Solo. What did you think of Donald Glover? Donald Glover, I I thought was really solid. The point in which the movie lost me was. <laughs> <laughs> so early on when I just kind of resigned myself. Like, I had fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm able to turn off my brain and enjoy a Star Wars movie, okay? Yes. I, could, I could do it. Uh, they, he gets up to the gate, and he's like, all right, you're signing yes. up for the fleet, uh, the, the Imperial Academy. What's your name, young boy? And he's like, my name's Ron. Han. And he's like... Ron Yolo. Right, yeah. He's like, my name's Han. He's like, Han, what? And he's like, who are your people? And he's like, I have nobody. I'm alone. And the guy like kind of strokes <laughs> his chin. He's like, hmm, alone, you say? You have no one? Han Solo. And I'm like, That's are you stupid. kidding? It's very stupid. Don't explain it. it. Han Solo is no. the coolest guy in the galaxy. <laughs> You don't need to tell me why he's cool. I think he's cool, okay? <laughs> no, I. they do over-explain things in that movie, and that's my biggest critique against it. Uh, I was listening. I can't take credit for this joke. It was a different movie podcast, and they were saying that guy's in charge of naming the guy Porkins. Like, he comes in the line behind him. He's like, look at this chubby guy. <laughs> Just He's coming up with names for different characters. Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> um, terrible, terrible moment in that good movie 
It's a good movie, Chad. <laughs> this is actually our our uh, our episode where we cover every Star Wars movie we don't like. <laughs> so get ready for another thirty minutes of Attack, of the, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> we need to talk about it. <laughs> Is that unanimous? That's the worst Star Wars movie, right? Absolutely. Attack Clones. Yeah. Hands hands down the the worst. Yes. There is no question. Okay. I'm glad we're okay. Now at the same time, we all say the next worst. Because I feel Uh, like wait, wait, no, 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 I gotta think for a second. Think about it. Just give me a hand raise when you're ready. Uh, well, now you're making well, me stressed no, no, out. No, think about it. Jeff. Does you solo count in that list? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. okay. Well, add, you say solo. I'll right edit about? all this out and I'll count us down. So I'm going to count us down at the same time on the count of three. We're going to say the next worst Star Wars movie that would be on the list above Attack of the Clones, and that's just going to okay. end us okay. <laughs> on this episode <laughs> as we start shouting at each other. A couple angry nerds we are. I know what you're going to say. One, two, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so, I thought we were saying three. Gotcha. I thought we were doing on three. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Rose! Daniel, get yeah. out of my house. That's what? a hot take. No, that's fine. Yeah. How is that not? You can't be serious. You that's a hot this. take? What? That's such a hot take. That is, that a, hot is take. a hot take. I was just being yeah, serious. No, that's, that's, no, no, that's no, a no, hot yeah. take. That's, that's a hot about. take? Question mark. Yeah. You know that I don't care for Revenge of the Sith. Above Last Jedi for you and Rise of Skywalker? Or below, I should say? Okay, first of all, I like Last Jedi. No, no, I know, but yeah. like... Yes. You really don't? I like Rise of I get more enjoyment out of Rise of Skywalker than I do Revenge of the Sith. Daniel... Because of the script and story problems Daniel. that are so cringy. Like, okay, <laughs> let me remind you again that Han Solo, <laughs> the coolest guy in the galaxy... Yeah. Got his name from someone who works at the BMV. Yes. Okay, yes. what is that? It's not good, but what you know what is also that? isn't good? <laughs> Natalie Portman's acting. <laughs> Hayden Christensen's acting. I'm watching the time he, click up on the Palpatine episode. killing three Jedi Stop Masters it. in six seconds. We can't talk seconds. about Star Wars this much. This is a good movie of independent film, and we're crushing it under the, the franchise footstep <laughs> of a franchise we're not even talking about. Say something about Rocky, please. Rocky is a great journey. Trust me, it'll be worth your time. I'm ready. One of those movies is a definite Baker's Dozen. That's funny. <laughs> Way to strike a chord with me with one I thought was a definite Baker's Dozen earlier on in this miniseries. And it wasn't. In this miniseries? Chad doesn't know. We'll brief Chad in. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please uh, don't hate us for not liking your favorite Star Wars or Transformers or whatever other movie we we hated on in this. this. A lot of hot takes. Yeah. Just bless your blarts. Bless your farts. Uh, (laughs) Bye, everybody.